This is Aikido Discuss, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I am Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno, and with me is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Solano McDaniel, first QN student at Aikido of Fresno. All right. Does it ever feel like the universe is conspiring against you to do something? Today it does. <laughs> Today I feel like we like True. went to multiple different places to try and find somewhere to podcast just because that's what we were up to and then just had some technical difficulties. Yeah, everything, yeah. Here we are. I think we're good. We've yeah. persisted. We're fine. Now we're doing it. Yeah. We are, here we are. The, we're the Aiki way. We have blended... <laughs> with the energies of the universe. Yeah. We sure have. To bring us to this point. <laughs> so we're at Starbucks, so uh, if you hear some background uh, ambiance, then yep. that's, that's why. what it's all about. Yeah. Uh, so it'll it, it'll feel just like you're in Starbucks with us. Yeah. Just sit down with a hot really? cup of coffee and Hey, and that's a good idea. It. Yeah, make yourself a... Uh, I wonder how many of our cappuccino. listeners are in Starbucks right could now. Could be, could be, yeah. I feel like probably in cars a lot. I don't know. People will listen yeah, to cars, podcasts that makes sense. Cars, at work. At work, yeah. In the shower. In the, what? I don't know. <laughs> Just take your phone in the shower with you. That'll, that'll work just uh, fine. You know, the Bluetooth. Bluetooth, okay. Speakers, why not? Okay, anyway, so we're talking about, we have some things to talk about today. Uh, and this actually comes from a message that we received. From Floor Henwick. Floor Henwick. Uh, and something that we've talked about before, but felt like, could be a good uh, conversation again. Um, so Floor messaged us and was asking about, um, so she, she kind of shared a little bit of a story. Um, she said she was attending an Aikido workshop and uh, her sensei, a sixth don, um, and, and her showed a little demonstration. Um, but then the attendees asked uh, for the two of them to change roles. So her sensei agreed and, and it was really fun. And it and she said that it, w- it felt a little strange and overwhelming because I knew that this never occurs, especially when the student is still a Q grade. Um, and she she just kind of wanted to know if this is something, like, why this isn't very common and um, why dojo etiquette generally dictates that the teacher tends to uh, be the nage or, you know, be the, the thrower while the, the younger, the new student or the, you know, the lower student tends to be the person taking the okemi, and why that's such a uh, institution that way. Uh, and she she said, "Is it because we are trying to make aikido more accessible to attract new people?" Um, oh, I believe that is would. If that were the case, it should probably be the the thing should be flipped. You know, we should be seeing more. Uh, Instructors, more high-ranking people taking ukemi for Boy, I don't know. low, you know. I don't know. Because what's the what's the usual? Let's start here. What's the usual pattern for that um, that kind of demonstration uh, for other martial arts? Is it usually the the higher-ranking student being the nage or the uke? So if you look at traditional Japanese martial arts like koryu, um, almost it's always the opposite, which is uh, the senior student takes the receiving side of the technique and the, the junior student does the technique. Um, Interesting. And, and to me, if you understand martial arts um, and martial arts training, this is the better method to use. That's like correct, right? Yeah, and especially if, when we think about Aikido, and, and we talk about this a lot, and other people don't. But um, the the technique is the easy part, right? 
uh, or it should be, right? The technique should right. be the easy part. The hard part is the ukimi and being able to do the, the, the uh, give the proper energy to make the thing come off sort of effortlessly. So, knowing that, um, you would think it would be switched so that the the hard part is shown by the uh, higher ranking student, the hard right? Part. Yeah, and then so, I mean, so there's so much like. What does hard part mean? So, like, if well, hard part means, I mean, I understand, but there's just so many things going on. So, like, if hard part is take the physical abuse, then the younger student is better able to take the physical abuse than the older student. And I believe that's why it is that way in Aikido, because Ueshiba didn't really start on Aikido, quote unquote, until late in his right. life. Like, he was old. And he was done doing all Yeah, that he was doing the really physical Yeah, physical Aikibudo stuff. and Jiu-Jitsu and stuff before that. And so, like, you know, if you look at later Aikido, which is what we have as Aikido now, he was an old dude. So, of course, he's not going to take right, a million right. falls. Like, you know, it doesn't matter how good a fall you can take – your body only right. can take so well, much. and also at a certain point, as you are the person who is in charge of this thing, you probably get to a point where you're like, "All right, look, I don't want to." I'm done falling down. Done. All day. Right, someone else can handle this business. Right, um, yeah. but from a practical standpoint, I think it does a, a bit of a disservice sometimes when you have, uh, you know, a lower ranking person who maybe doesn't understand what how the ukimi is supposed to come off right doing a uh, trying to facilitate a technique and then you have the higher ranking person who a lot of times will just make the thing work because that's what you can do when when you understand a little more um and so you get this weird like a weird, a weird interaction yeah yeah um so so i mean here's something i think a lot of people don't understand um which is the techniques should be effortless because the situation to apply that technique perfectly arose. So, so look, I think we have this misunderstanding that techniques are so good that like there's some kind right, of right, right, magic, right. there's some kind I of threw this specialness, so hard. Some kind of yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The reason why you can throw them so hard is because the technique's so good right. that you can do right. that. Right. That like there is some magic to Shionaga. Yeah. There is right. Some right. Magic the power to, of right. You put you the know. you put the um, the the doing part or the the I don't know the magic part. Let's say just for sake of whatever on the person doing the throw. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. On the, well, them, on the throw itself, right, I think, right. is what Chris Oh, yeah, yeah, on the technique itself. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, like, this is sticky. So we got to take our we – can't, <laughs> we can't go through this fast. We've got to take our time and go through it bit by bit. But, like, the, the people believe that there is some inherent magic to the application of technique. And, and look, if you're hearing this and hearing me use the word magic – I don't know what else to say um, to, to convey what I'm saying is that there is some special technology. Yeah, there's okay, a, we could say the word technology to the way I apply techniques or the techniques themselves. There's some um, power, intrinsic some, yeah, thing to yeah. Kodagaish or Nikyo or whatever that enables me to do it. That is a false assumption. It's a, it's a wrong assumption. Um, and so because people believe that false assumption – they believe that that's why the senior student has to do it because they know how to do the magic force thing or the technological right, right, force right, thing, whatever right. word you'd like to apply. 
Um, and so, so that's what's going on. And, and the students believe, and this is a real problem for a long time, because students believe once I learn the secret technology or the secret magic, whatever you want to call it, um, then I will be able to do that to people fully resisting right, me trying right. to do that thing. And, right. And I can wield the power. Right. They place so much emphasis on the power, the uh, intrinsic, I think is a good word, the intrinsic power of a specific of the technique. technique. Right. Right. Um, that they assume that once they can do the technique like it's supposed to be done or like it, you know, as the best way that it can be, that no matter what, it will work. Or right. that it can be utilized in whatever situation. Right. And that's where we, I think we get the, the problem with the demonstrations when people are watching demonstrations because I don't think people are understanding what they're seeing. Um, and so they're putting, again, they're putting the, the sort of the power or, you know, the the whatever on on the person who's demonstrating the techniques um, when really to me at least the the amazing part is the ukimi that's coming off you know when you see someone doing a nice big high fall that's not about the the nage you know or 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 very i mean it's about the interaction obviously like right so there has to be but um the the real sort of uh talent or, or whatever the technique is the uke being able to give and facilitate that energy to make that happen right and then, i mean there's another issue we could talk about like the validity of ukemi itself as a part of the practice meaning the, the learning ukemi is not just to help demonstrate since they demonstrate something but learning ukemi is the art of right, aikido right, at right, least right. in part like that being yeah. able to have some monster smash you and you be okay after being smashed is in and of itself a skill that we are learning to right. do in Aikido. And being able to stick with someone, being able to, um, you know, always find your way back to the other person's center, find your way back to the other person's core, even when they're moving um, very quickly and radically, right. that right. also is a very um, right. and that's useful a, yeah. tool. I think our relationship to Ukemi is really funny. In, in Aikido because like it's such an important like it's such a big part of what we do and like I don't know to me a lot of the times when people come and start doing Aikido the, I mean like the first bits they're learning is Ukemi and it's also the first like you know aside from like the ooh the, the ooh and ah of Lanikyo or something like it is a like people start to go like man I really like you know being able to do roles and look at me be able to do all these roles and you know take Ukemi like people get very excited about it because it's uh, kind of a big chunk of the first stuff that you learn. Yeah. Um, and it's such a big part of Aikido, but at the same time, as a, like a community or whatever, we, we don't, um, we kind of turn a blind eye to how big of a chunk it is, you know? Yeah. It's like the foundation of a house. It's like without the foundation, you don't have a house. But also, it's not like you spend a lot of time going, thank God for my foundation right, of my house, God you know? That. Like... <laughs> But that's, I mean, it's not just Ukimi. That's every part that's not the techniques, you know? <laughs> yeah, like. yeah, that's no, true. That's so we exactly could right. make that same argument about your the Ashi Sabaki or uh, Tano Hanko or anything else, you know? So um, it is a piece that is sort of yeah, um, un- maybe underappreciated. So, like, like we were saying, you know, a couple minutes ago, like, the, the there's not any intrinsic, like power in a specific technique in uh-huh. its ability to work but rather the situational application of it right. that makes it uh, makes it work right. quote unquote. and and so f- what uh, should be happening and 
I mean, I think really most Japanese martial arts do this, and, and this is the reason why they do this. It, it, what should be happening is the senior who understands the variety of situations that could arise in this kind of exchange, right? So the exchange should be whatever. I'm running at you to grab your shoulder. Or I'm whatever, whatever the exchange is. The senior who understands the diverse ways that this could happen will play one way out for you over and over and over so you can see what thing you can do that fits well with that, which makes for an effortless technique, right? Which means like, you know, if Nage or if Uke is just pushing against you, you could do this thing and you will get out of the way successfully, right? And so so what what is nice in most traditional Japanese martial arts, and I think this is the question you were asking originally, what's the difference between that and Aikido, is that the senior student can provide the perfect moment and that perfect moment, then the student can learn to apply the technique. And then through doing that over and over and over, the student can learn all the different things that would happen and then choose the correct technique to fit in that specific situation. Right. And, and as we see it, it's kind of backwards because you could pick that stuff out, you know, um, if you are really paying attention. As an uke, you can learn a lot from um, the nage on the, in that in that moment um but you really have to be also paying attention on the flip side like way more to what they're doing you know what i'm saying so it's it, such it an interaction yeah it, it's just very difficult to um to really get to that that piece that you need um or more difficult i feel like than maybe it should should be so you know uh, there's so much to talk about like honestly um so if you look at, like, Iwama-style Aikido, and, and a lot of people will say, like, Iwama-style Aikido is, like, hardcore Aikido. And so, you know, if you can do it in Iwama Dojo with a fully resisting uke, then you can do the technique. And and the idea of Iwama Aikido, it's real one-dimensional in my opinion, um, but not there, – there's good things to get out of it, which is if someone was really strong and holding me this way, could I drive my body through that thing, right? Right. The problem with that, like, what I mean by one-dimensional way of thinking is – if you ever face someone who there is no way for you to do that, right. you're not training what else you can right. do. So, right. so meaning there's another direction. There's not just the direction at them. Right. There's a direction away from them and to the left of them and to the right of them. And it's a very two-dimensional way of right. being, you know? Right. And, and like Iwama Aikido, uh, I, I'm not trying to bash Iwama. I've, I've done Iwama Aikido plenty. Um, uh, that is the problem with it. And and so when you're taking it from that perspective and your idea is like the perspective being you should be able to apply techniques so well that even when I'm resisting you, you can overcome it. And you add to that the idea of um, the the Nage has some special knowledge, some intrinsic knowledge to apply this technique that will allow this thing to happen no matter what. Then you get the idea that the techniques are magic. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's funny, and you always talk about this, like when we're doing, uh, you know, katate doi tano heiko, essentially, that outside turn. Um, that, like, if my hand was in a vice, right. I'm not going to be able to do that technique. Like, right. it, it's not going to have my arm, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, now, people are not a, a, a vice, but there is going to be a person that could get close to facilitating them. You know, there there is a limit to these things. Right. Um, and if you don't understand that, then you are you will come up against uh, that moment where it's like, what do I do next? And that's what we're trying to get rid of. And right. I think that's what a lot of people's problem with Aikido is and, and the things that they're feeling when they're doing techniques. Um, you know, oh, my Ikido doesn't work or whatever. Um, 
it's not because you don't understand Ikkyo. It's probably because there's Ikkyo a, doesn't work in that situation. Right. There's an ukimi problem. There's a you know it's 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 the moment and not the the technique. You know. And this tends to get lost in addition with um, stuff like like. Well, what if your uke isn't helping you do the technique? Like, so when we start to go down this path, then you get people going like, oh, well, so then what you're saying is your uke shouldn't be helping you do the technique, you know? Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, like, there's this, you know, if you've been in Aikido Dojo for more than 20 minutes, I'm sure you've <laughs> heard or felt or um, someone has expressed the idea of don't just let me do it. Right, right. Totally. Right. Okay. Like, so, you know, I'm doing whatever. And, and so someone resists hard. You get some big bulky guy in there and he's holding you tight and you can't turn. And um, and then he feels bad. So he lightens up on you a little bit and then you do it. And then you feel guilty inside and you go like, well, if that guy really wanted to fucking right. hold me, right. I couldn't do You just do let this. me do it. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, you just let me do it. Or hey, right. stop letting me do it. You know? Yeah. Okay, and, and this is a real talk thing, but it's that situation is handled in a multi-dimensional technique, meaning that like we can use timing, we can use angles, we can use different things to solve the problem. But for that technique, so you know, for example, if you had the world's strongest man, this is what Josh was talking about. You had the world's strongest man uh, hold you in marote dori um, and try and keep you from dropping your elbow. You're not going to get to drop right, your elbow. Right, 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 you're right. not going yeah, to get to. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm saying this for the best Aikido person in the world. Send me your best Aikido person. And if I put them against the world's strongest man and had the world's strongest man hold them in their strongest marote dori. That right, Aikido right. guy will never drop his fucking right. elbow. He will never happen. Now he might do some other things that sure, approximate exactly the right. thing that you think is him dropping right. his elbow, That's but it exactly is not right. the exactly dropping right. his elbow from that technique. Right. right. And this is a big problem in the whole Aikido community right now, which is like this idea that like, um, it, you know, I should be able to do my techniques no matter what. It's really, I think it's really like um, from this, it's, it's an old idea. Like, I mean, really, I feel like it's kind of out of that. We've talked about this before that like um, that rise of the, you know, popular um, mysterious techniques from the East Ooh. kind of, you know, that 70s, 80s, 90s mentality of like, if I go just go study with the sensei on the mountain, then right. I'll learn everything there is to know. That idea that like, if I just learn the perfect technique, then I'll 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 be able to do it no matter what. That 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 I feel like that's that's an older idea that we're still perpetuating, and it's the pop culture idea. Yeah. You know? So uh, I'm watching Iron Fist on uh, you oh, know boy. Marvel's Iron Fist, yeah. and it's all that. You know, it's all that. It's like I have the fist because I can like whatever. And it's like okay, and that's great for and that's great. You and know, it's a comic book, so hopefully but, we can all right, see that's right. silly. But like, what's the ultimate expression? That his hand turns into like lightning <laughs> right, that can right, punch right. through anything or something. I don't know, like glows or something. I don't know what happens. But and like, that's like, um, but I think that's like, for some people, and they're not, they might not admit it as such. That's what they think that that it's like. Well, if I just clear my mind enough, or if I just study long enough, if I sit in the snow, whatever it is that they do, that I will be able to get this this sort of power. Instead of understanding, like from the Aikido perspective, it's not about that. It's like. Can you understand the situation that's happening and act appropriately? Yeah. What that is, is it's a, simple, it's, a like, it's a vast oversimplification of a, a complex interaction, and and any kind of conflict is a, a complex interaction, very, like Chris said, with timing and uh, angles know, and positions and external factors and, and yeah. yeah weapons and numbers and environment you know i mean it just the list goes on and on as to all the different things that can make a situation different and so to think that something as limited and small as a, a certain technique can 
can solve for all those variables is it's it's silly right um but it's a common idea that we all have and and i think we have that idea because it's easier to 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 narrow our view into something simple to simplify it and go i can't handle this i can i can gain mastery over right. it. i can learn this one right I and can, this is where you I see all this. those you know perfect ego and like right. that's the something right. i harp on all the time where it's like if you're saying that you don't really understand the the thing because the perfect ego is a very simple thing like very it's a very simple, simple idea there's no crack it's just can you control the elbow but I mean, you know, now how that plays out in a full situation is a whole complex thing, and that's what you're looking at. But I don't think people are necessarily looking at the entirety of the. And part of that, okay. So circling back to um, this particular conversation and why that the classes are taught uh, the way they are, um, is it just because? That's how it was done, and that's how it's been carried You're on. You're talking about in Aikido? Or? In Aikido. Yeah. And then, so, that question. And then, is is it something that can change? Is it something that, like... Because I know, for instance, in, in our dojo, uh, there are a lot of times where, um, you know, you'll call up the... Uh, you will have the high highest-ranking student uh, do the ukimi. If there is something different or weird that they're not able to do, then you'll switch roles and you'll do it so that people can see both sides both sides of, of what's happening. Yeah, when I'm demonstrating a technique, like my idea is not that I'm demonstrating I can apply a technique good. My idea is I want everyone in the class to understand what's being shown. And so sometimes me taking the ukimi, I can provide the moment just right so that way it'll come off perfect. And sometimes it's me needing to show a detail of actually applying the technique. So... I, I'm very fluid. I could give a shit either way. Like, I'll take the ukemi or I'll be nage or uke. I could care less either way. Whatever needs to happen to right. show that exactly moment. Right. Right. Exactly and right. as a student and an uke, I, I appreciate that when I'm watching because um, because you are the teacher, you do have some amount of mastery over that situation, what you're trying to teach. And because you're teaching it, you know what you're teaching. And so being able to see you say, um, you, I mean, you know, I guess it'd be perfect if you could be in two places at once, if you had a, a sensei clone that you could just, you know, the two right. of you could work together. Well, but that's what, that's what the demonstrate, like at, a, at the high level, that's what a demonstration is, right? Two people who are probably fairly close in, uh, understanding skill, and yeah. skill and technique, uh-huh. showing this thing. So that's right. what you should be getting in a right in a. It's um, it, yeah, it's 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 a mixed bag. Like and so with Flora's situation, you know, she she put up a video of uh, of uh, that moment she's talking about you know, that she asked us about. You know, where her uh-huh. sensei is taking ukimi for her, and um, the guy had awesome ukimi. I, I don't know, uh, I, I I've never trained with the sensei before, but um, he had really great yeah. ukimi. Yeah. I mean, taking beautiful high walls and like super joyous and happy in the practice you know like you could tell that there was no like no hang up on like a, well I'm the sensei right, I right, shouldn't right. I shouldn't be doing this right yeah no ill will at all and I feel from the generations that are out there right now uh, we've taken a lot of ukimi I mean like so right right, right. cause yeah all of us have right, taken right. a lot of ukimi because it's just like I mean, you know we were the the guys who get beaten on uh, right. on a daily basis that was part of our training right, right? to look good for the sensei to help the right, sensei right, look right. good so I think that this generation right now, um, the one just before us and us, um, we could give a shit. Like, right, I think right, we're right. all pretty cool with taking yeah. Kimmy. Um, 
And that might change, I mean, at least from an ego level. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's many of us that are like, I am the sensei, I should never take right. Kimmy. Um, there is kind of a feeling of like, uh, like, ooh, am I breaking the rules? Right, like, right. maybe I shouldn't do that because right, I'm like breaking a, a the rules. Right, like a traditional, like right. a tradition thing. Right. Is it some of it, too, also that thing of not from an ego level, but just from a like, <sighs> I don't, <laughs> I, like you said, I've done this. I did this my entire Aikido career to this point. Now it's my turn to step away from that and hand the reins over to someone else. Is there some of that that's I mean, happening? Personally, I don't right now. It might, like, you know, I'm real healthy. So, like, maybe if I wasn't real right, healthy, right. I would feel like, you take the fucking high right, ball right, for right, this, right, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. I've definitely heard, <laughs> heard people of my, because now we're starting to get older, right? Yeah. So, like, people in my generation of Aikido students, I've heard some of them actually recently. I, I was at a, a, a party with one, and we were talking, and she was just like, I fucking live a hard life, and I do all this shit during the day, and I don't want to come right. home and take fucking all the hardcore ukimi, you know? And like, and and I think that's a legit statement, also. Totally, you know? yeah. Um, also, a lot of ukimi. So you know, in the last uh, ten years or so, the a new style of ukimi started arising, right? Like with with softer falls, and you know, everything's a little softer, so it is better, Light, lighter, right? softer. There's, there's a lighter ukimi that's that's been arising, and it's nice. It's really nice stuff. Um, I feel, though, that, like, part of it also is we need to start stepping away from the idea that there always has to be this big, gigantic fall. Right, right. I remember uh, I was teaching uh, for this, like, um, when I was living in L.A. and and I was doing stuff, I I needed a job. And so I took a job teaching um, Aikido to, like, local schools. It was a weird little thing. didn't work out for very long. But um, they didn't have mats or anything, right? And so I remember first, and I mean, you know, I've been doing Aikido for uh, five, six years at this point. Um, I, I remember being like, what am I going to do? Because, yeah. no, we don't have mats. I mean, we're not going to roll. And, like, Aikido is all about rolling and falling. And then, like, uh, I remember from having that moment on, like, to me, my Aikido is very little about falling. You know, like, yeah. like definitely that's part of the practice and learning to do. It's important. Um, but, like, it's like, I don't know that we do that much no, falling. We, yeah. really, I would say... You know? Probably comparatively, our dojo, we don't do so much of that. But that doesn't mean we don't do a lot of ukemi. We just don't right. do a lot of, right. like, falling. Right. And so I think that's also kind of part of it is that we need to kind of move away from that we always have to fall. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. That's definitely a part of Aikido, and everyone should know how to fall really well in Aikido. For sure, for sure. But um, we don't need to kind of abuse ourselves right. forever like that. That's not, like, taking that giant fall isn't the art of Aikido. You well, know? And, like, and I think part of it is understanding what that thing, what that fall is representing, right? Because you're not doing that because... Um, you want like I mean we are doing it because we want to a lot of times in the practice like so that we can get better at it but the idea is really like the the fa- the reason I'm doing that fall is because if I don't I'm going on my face or right, I'm going right, on right, my that's exactly you know right. I'm gonna get broken if I don't take a fall in this specific way so it's not like the fall is representing something of necessity right. absolute and necessity it's not um, to protect myself it's not about aesthetics it's not about you know. Um, any anything other than like that's what I'm doing so I don't die or I mean you might not but right. you know so I don't get dropped on right, my head right don't get hurt more yeah. right um, and that's the same with falls you know people go oh I like falls but it's like no and I've seen it a bunch in class a, a, a roll a fall or a break fall or a roll is happening because someone pushed you and you got you, in that moment you didn't know what was happening and so you are losing your balance and if you don't do a roll or a fall 
uh, you're going to smash yourself into the ground, right? Right. right. I think it's also important for uh, Aikido students to understand that, you know, when you're doing Aikido on someone who doesn't, uh, you know, if you need to use Aikido in a defensive situation, the other person's not going to fall all the time. Right. right. Yeah. In fact, they may never fall. And that's okay because we're not trying to hurt someone by throwing them to the ground hard. That's not, like, the art of Aikido is not about hurting people against the ground. The art of Aikido is about hurting no one, ideally. So really, mostly it's moving around and people may be stumbling or, you know, kind of running away fast because they got pushed hard, but like not necessarily about falling. And when you're doing jiwaza, if your attachment is to, I have to always make Nage fall down, you end up putting yourself in worse positions. I think um, that's a really good thing to talk about is that uh, like we've we've trained ourselves to have an attachment to the fall, to to the end result being the fall. Um, and as much as I freaking love falling and taking a kemi and, and, you know, rolling and stuff, like, like if, if we are training our brains to expect the fall or to assume that a, a successful technique means a fall, then we're limiting ourselves. We're right. really, really, um, we're, we're training our brains in a weird direction. Um, maybe not for, if we're just, I mean, okay, look. If we're just doing Aikido for the sake of Aikido, then hell yeah. Um, but if you're, you know, working, trying to work with Aikido to expand what it might mean to something that you could utilize in a some kind of confrontation or whatever, then um, to wor- be so attached to someone falling when it doesn't happen, it's going to be such a surprise. This is tangential and, <laughs> and like I don't want to get on this too long, but I do want to say one more little thing on that that I think is really important. If you watch people doing fast Jiawaza or what – if you watch people doing fast Jiawaza and videos, when the the Nage is taking the time to make sure that the Uke falls to the ground, what are the other Ukes doing? Hanging out. Right. That's right. right. Down the street. Waiting right. for their sequential attack. And the reason that that's happening <laughs> is because it takes a long time to ensure that someone's going to fall down to the ground. Right. And Extra that time. time will screw you up when there's multiple attackers. And so when you see that sequential ukimi where it's like, you know, three guys are attacking right. Sensei and, guy, and two and are guy, hanging out. Guy, right? Well, yeah, right, exactly. Guy. One guy and one guy and one, one guy. guy. And the reason that's happening is because there is an attachment in our, unfortunately, to everyone's got to fall down. And even if they're not hanging out doing nothing, they're extending the roll a slight bit so that they can get the timing that's correct. Right. That's turning, right. Or yeah. turning, that's what the really good Uke is. They're turning around slower to, you know, so it's like... Yeah, yeah. be aware when the Giawaza is looks like three-on-one, but it's really one-on-one-on-one-on-one-on-one. On one, on one, on one, right. on one. Right. <laughs> and when you actually get into Rondori, if you ever get to do Rondori, like, you'll see you have no time right. to make anyone fall down. If they fall down, that's a consequence of what they did, not because right. you made them fall down. Right. Right. And I think, you know, you see a lot... In our school, I think, um, where a, a lot of times techniques just come come off as like that. It's like a bump and then someone stumbles. Right. You know? And that's fine. Um, don't don't be right. sad if right. no one right. gets thrown to the your ground Your kokunage doesn't have to end in a, your, uke, your uke falling and slapping the ground and, oh, my gosh, you right. know? If it's and, a hip bump and they trip a little, and there you go. And if it does, realize that that... That is because of the choice that the uke made. Right. 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 Which was like right. to right. unbalance himself so that he, he could still you. come in to get you. Right? right. He can still, uh, you know, continue to try to attack your center. Um, and at any point he could give that up. And when he does, that is also a win for you. Right. You know? Right. Right. So, um, and I think this nicely circles us back around to what we were saying is like um, in a martial art practice, 
the situation is what will make the uke fall down and like especially in an effortless way and all the nage is there to do is to know how to capitalize upon the position that uke's put themselves in and so yeah. if uke doesn't know how to put themselves in that position then you really can't get that experience right, right. you know what i mean so and and so like this is why anyone can block anyone's aikido technique it can happen but can you do that full speed that's that's right. when it changes you know yeah so i mean uh i know the answer to this but i'm gonna ask it anyway do you think that the roles should be flipped then and and would you and we don't do this but maybe in the future at some point see uh where a situation where actually we do actually do this sometimes <laughs> i say all these things but um where you know the the higher ranking student takes the ukimi first uh to show how something should feel should be should uh, like come off so uh currently with the way aikido's basically taught i would say not really um because it's not structured for that what has to happen is a change in the structure of teaching if we want to do that and i don't know that we even want to do that but but i'll explain um you have to structure the teaching around the idea that uke's doing this and because uke's doing this nage does this and like you know this is the way i structure most of my lessons now actually which is um i show a situation like a basic technique and then i say but what if uke thwarts the technique by doing this new thing and then i show nage's new adaptation to that thing so when you get into teaching that more you will see that the senior students have to start doing more of the ukemi because right. the reason for that is simple and that's that they understand what the new thing is you know and, and i watch you guys a lot of times when i provide these situations and i see you guys going like oh here, here let me show you how to do that right, how to do right, that kind right, of attack right, right. because the the new person doesn't understand as well yeah uh but that's not something i mean that's that's something that has to be a, a conversation within the, the you know, it can happen from school to school to school. Sure. But in terms of like happening. It totally the, has a precedence to exist in Aikido. Just no one really runs with it, which is like, you know, if you look at traditional Aikido from uh, uh, Saito Sensei, um, that that book talks about the concept of Kanrin, which is adaptive techniques like uh, I do this, and then the uke tries to stop it by doing this, and so my new adaptation is this. Like, it totally exists in Aikido. It's just we don't usually see that. And it's because most most Aikido practitioners are interested in getting to the phase where it looks cool. Right, right. And then once it gets to the phase where it looks cool, we quit worrying about it. And then, then if we do continue on to the phase of, like, I want to be able to practically use that against someone attacking me, then it's like, well, I'm upset that my looks cool Aikido doesn't answer this right, thing. Right. And it's like, well, that's because we train it wrong right, for right, that. Right. So, like, if you want to train it the other way, you got to go the other way, you know? Yeah, I think um, we – I feel like we come back on that – this concept a lot, which is that uh, it seems like a lot of our training practices don't line up with – what we say we want to do like what we say the goal of aikido is you know and and like it, that it's hard to like we maybe need to think about refitting or you know redirecting what our, our training methods are in order to fit with what we're saying aikido is or to to, to change what we say what we're saying like to, to realign those two things right you know there's there's a lot of implicit and explicit stuff going on and like there's a lot of things that like 
Aikido is perfectly fine for the way that most people actually want to do it, whether yeah. they're saying that, that or not. Right. You know, like, yeah. people are like, oh, I want Aikido to be this. And it's like, well, you're saying that, but what you're doing is not that, right. you know? And, mm-hmm. and, I mean, no judgments. Do Aikido however you want, but understand how you want your Aikido to be. Like, right. I think there's nothing wrong with Aikido that's just about looking sweet. Like, yeah. I go for an hour a day, and I look sweet. I either look sweet getting thrown around, flying through the air, right. or I look sweet throwing fools down, right. you know? like right. It's really fun. I mean, you and know, you it's pull a really away what you pull away from there, That's and right. it's no big deal. That's and so right. So maybe you learn some awesome high fall skills, and maybe you learn how to do a technique, but maybe you don't, and maybe you're never going to try it, never going to have to use it anywhere else. So it doesn't really matter, and you don't care. Right. Right. And uh, and then there's other people who are like uh, like, well, I'm I'm training for using this concept, this philosophy in real life. If someone were to attack me, and and honestly, I think people kind of take that on on their own, anyways. Like you see, I right, can right, I can right. look at the I can look at the students lined up and I can see which ones are there today to have a good time and let go of fucking work. And that's totally cool. And I can see the students who are like wanting to be Batman, you know, and I'm like, that motherfucker wants to be Batman. And that's cool. You know, like whatever, whatever (laughs) angle you want, that's totally cool. He's talking about me. How I want to be Batman. Yeah. Just kidding. I want to be Robin. Really? Yeah, because he does all the weird, like, acrobatic stuff. He's like the... Yeah. You want to be Robin? I don't really want... If I had to choose... I'd like to see a psychological write-up. If I had to choose... I know. I'm just like, Josh, that tells me a lot about you. If I had to choose between Batman and or Robin... Robin's sweeter than Robin, Batman, Robin, he does all the... He flips off the walls and whatnot. He's an acrobat. (laughs) What does Batman have? He's just a detective. Well, Batman's mostly just a grumpy ass. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's (laughs) These these days. Well, I mean, there used to be an Adam West Batman who was a little more fun and easygoing. But, you know, That's you see your, your parents shot down in front of you by a yeah. maniacal madman. Right. That, that kind color of. Color Yeah. Your it's life. It's a damper a on your yeah. life. <laughs> Sorry. That was a tangent. Yeah. That's uh, all right. Do, so, so, I mean, I don't know. Do we feel like we've kind of gotten through the reasons as to why maybe that the, that training method or that demonstration method of uh, who is in what role, why that exists and... Yeah, I think at this point it's just a tradition, right? I mean, it's just I mean, it's a tradition. It's also um, what do we, you know, I think my using the word demonstration is really good. Like how focused is Aikido on being able to make clean demonstrations? Like is that a big goal? We want to be able to go to, you know, the high school football game and give a a halftime demonstration and that halftime demonstration, everyone goes, whoa, those guys can throw fools down, you know? Yeah, I think the other point that we maybe didn't explicitly make but I'm sure is implicit is that like – People like to see um, cool, like, throws happen, you know? I mean, just like a movie or something. The aesthetic is important. So, like, it's important to see the what what we see as the higher-ranking guy doing the hardcore throws like that to a, a regular like bystander you know someone who doesn't know martial arts that like that's a like oh, hell, well hell yeah that's what I want to see you know I mean, that's why so, he's trained so which long is right so like, weird though because to me it's like shouldn't the flip side like I would expect that the instructor could throw the student like you know like you would right. expect that right. So I would think right. if you really wanted to see something cool, show the student throwing the instructor. And that's exactly what I would imagine that's the person who asked Floor and right. Sensei to, to switch. That's exactly, I bet that was what the person what was I thinking want, right. was, oh yeah, if you're so good, let me see the student right. Right. do the hardcore throws. And and I'm sh- sure that they did an awesome demonstration did. of that. Yeah, you it know? looked really nice. Really, really good. That's cool. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, and so it's it's like we, we just have to understand what we want, and and we gotta quit like being so judgmental. Like it's okay, Aikido can go whatever yeah. direction, man. But but just like know what you want, know what you want, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think it's totally all right to, uh, as an instructor, you know, I know there are many times when I'm just like, I don't want to have to get up off the ground a bunch today. Like I just don't, you know. Like sometimes I'll do like one-on-one classes, and I'll just be like. We are not going to be doing throws today, sir, because, <laughs> you know, and I think that's totally a, a legitimate thing, you know. Well, and I think, I mean, that brings up a good point, which is that, like, uh, as the teacher, you're, you're, if you're teaching something, the whole point is you have an understanding of a topic and you have a way you want to talk about it and you want to show it. And so you're juggling in your head all these pieces of you know, how am I going to say this? How am I going to show this? Making sure everyone's paying attention and getting on board with what I'm telling them. Maya, Maya Fresh off her first class she had to teach the other oh, day, yeah. by the way. And all these things are running through her How'd head. How'd that go? Yeah. Maybe we should have, that should be our next podcast, perhaps. Uh, teaching oh, your first class. Sure. <laughs> she just turned bright red, by I the know. Way. Um, no, but like, so she you're juggling. I mean, whatever. I, it's up if to you. If you guys would like to hear Maya <laughs> talk about her first teaching experience, you could write in and let us know. All right. Go on. So, so you were anyway, you're juggling these things. You're juggling all, juggling all these things in your head. So I can imagine that taking Ukemi and creating the right situation, although I'm sure also if you're a, a veteran teacher, then taking Ukemi and, and providing the right situation doesn't take a lot of thought. It's another thing to worry about. Right. When you're also explaining something and getting up off the ground talking, you know what I mean? So, like, I can see how, as the, the person teaching, it might be easier to have, yes. okay, take that so that you can focus your brain power on right. teaching. There is sometimes, uh, and I see this a lot with, with uh, Chris, where it's like, um, you want to get the point across. And so, in some cases, it is nice to remove yourself a little bit from the situ- the thing right. that's happening so that you can stand over on the other over here outside of it and explain what's happening. Um, and yeah, if you're doing the Kimmy, it, be- it can become hard to get to that position, you yeah. know. Whereas if you flip it um, and you trust that the uke knows what they're doing, then you can just let it unfold and then talk about it as it, you know. You know, I'd never thought about this before. I've never done a class this way, but you're saying that right now. Maybe uh, what we should actually do is call up two students. Yeah. Have one of them that. designated as Nage, one of them designated as Uke, and then the I, uh, since they stand on the outside right. and just because, man, then you can point to stuff and show stuff. The only thing is you, you then have to have two people in class who know what the fuck right. they're doing. Right. Which, Sometimes it's hard to even have one person in right. class who knows what the right. fuck they're doing. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be interesting too, because then you can see, you know, and I mean, I'm sure being the one of those two people would be not so fun <laughs> if what you're doing is going oh and see how they're interacting weirdly here. You can see that you know uh, Josh is trying to do this, but then Maya's not giving quite the right of Kemi, and then that's making this interaction weird. This is something you need to watch out for when you pair up. You right, know what I mean? Like right, there, right. there There's opens up a lot, about in there. a lot yeah. to talk about. Yeah. And yeah. So if it wasn't just, complicated enough, we just right, added right, a third option say. that you could try. I was going to say, look, we just practice. solved everything for you. So <laughs> go out and and do. But um, I mean, there's just so many factors, just like anything, that it's like, well, what. What is it that you're trying to accomplish, and what is the best mode to, to do That's that? That's exactly you know? right. And, That's exactly right. And then what kind of other, like, things are getting in the way of you just doing the best uh, the best version of the thing? Like, tradition sometimes tends to get, like, we're talking about this, maybe that stands in the way sometimes of us really uh, accomplishing what we want to accomplish. Right. 
just depends what your goal is, you know. If your goal is to practice tradition, then you're doing it, you know. But that tends to complicate things. Right. Or, I mean, and I think the truth, and this is everything for us, I feel like, is just like um, being open and understanding the thing as it's happening. And that's it. So, like, um, understanding that we're doing this thing uh, mostly out of tradition. And then just deciding whether or not that's cool for you. Right. You know? Uh, And there's no judgment on that. It's just, it's, uh, is it worth me uh, continuing the tradition? Is continuing the tradition um, better uh, or more attuned with my goals than uh, not and getting to a different place? And then it's just a... You know, judgment. It's a balancing act. It's a balancing yeah. act. It's yeah. a judgment. And, and you're never going to be perfectly happy. Like, you know, I'm pretty happy overall with the way the school is, but sometimes I'm like, ah, you know, I wish we had more attention to Kokyu or I wish we right. had more Zanshin. Like, you know, because, like, I've been in dojos where it's like, oh, there's, that's palatable. Right. And it's awesome. You get an awesome kind of training from that. Our dojo, I feel like that gets in the way more often than it helps, but it, nonetheless, I sometimes do wish we had more of that, you know? So you're always making trades. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's never going to be exactly the way that you want yeah. it. It's just yeah. like... You you get you sacrifice things for other things. That's exactly right. Being so aware, decide what's most important in your practice. So I don't know if we have an exact answer for Floor, and I hope I hope that was some stuff to think about. Yeah, There's a lot of tangents, but yeah. I think it's I mean, all I, stuff that's that's filtering back into that interaction. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I definitely feel like we hit on the the in part, part of the question, heart, or you know, yeah, the heart of what was what she was really asking, right? Um, so, all but right, yeah, so she'll have to let us know if that yeah, yeah. answered her question. If, if there's more questions, yeah, we're um, feel free to. So we're at 44 minutes, folks. All right. All right. Um, so thank you so much to our patron sponsors. We um, Yes, thank you. We yes. have more now. Yeah, we keep getting, keep getting more. I, that's, I, I don't know insane. how that happens, but it's amazing. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm not arguing at all. Um, thank you to Rob Kitson, John Smith, Shen, Senshin Center. That's a new one. Thank you so much. Uh, Barrett Lippy, that's another new one. Thank you. Yuli Simgu, Matt Mumford, Lenny Acuna, Urbano, Randy Stewart, Sam Sulian, Michael Heed, Jim Sullivan, Marcin Chiss, Hillary Jones, Fran Mar- Franz Martinson, Brian Crowley, Thomas Polino, Flor Hanowick, thank you for the question. Uh, Lisa Klein, Sharon Okada, Jim Gallant, Genghis Galahad, Matt Riley, David Dewberry, that's a new one also. Uh, Okan, uh, Okan Ayrton. Constantinos Andrew, Christopher Aceto, and Grant Templin. Thanks, guys. Woo! Thank wow, you very that's much. quite a long yeah. list. Good job. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Um, also, if you want to drop us a review on any, um, on whatever platform you listen to us on, if you want to drop us a review, that would be amazing because that does help uh, it reach the podcast, yeah. reach other people. Um, if you have a question, you can shout out to us, send us a message at uh, Aikido Discussed on Facebook. Um, if you don't have a Facebook, uh, you can uh, put a uh, put a message on Patre- Patreon. So look us up on Patreon, and uh, I, I don't know if you have to have an account or not, but you can definitely send us a message there as well. Um, I think that's I think everything. It. Think Tip of the week. Tip yeah. of the week. I don't have one. Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being straight up right now. Josh, you don't have one? Usually you're chomping the bit. I know, I know, I know. I know. Well, I think that, uh, and this job. one's hard because it's like, you know, depending on what how you uh, exist in your dojo. But um, toy with the idea of uke and nage and really think, uh, consciously think about what each of those roles is doing within the interaction and yeah, make sure that good. you are doing the appropriate thing. Um, 
and just really try to experience the whole thing um, kind of outside of what you think should be happening, right? So, oh, I throw them down. Just kind of set that aside for a second. Let the thing play out and see if you can feel uh, how much of it is you, how much of it is them. Um, and then just, you know, switch and, and play around with it and see what those roles really mean to you. Yeah, I mean, I think I can, I, I can never, you know, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse here. But to me, it's always easy like to forget, which is as an UK, you're just as important as when you're a Nage and you're learning just as much when you're an UK. And yeah. so yeah. whenever you're with someone, providing the right situation for them to practice and for you to understand the technique from the opposite side. Right. And that providing the right situation could be uh, you giving them a lot of resistance, or you pushing hard, or you pulling back hard, or you going left or right, or who knows. Like, mm-hmm. but you know, I think it's always a good thing to ask yourself when taking a Kimmy, like, what could I do to make the technique come off really easy for them, and what, what could, could I, do I do to, to make the technique right. block the technique? You know, and both of those are important things to understand. Yeah, they inform you. And you where know. should I? And where you know? And and maybe where should I be in the? Because generally, it's like if you're confused, just be. Just chill out and be kind of neutral, and you yeah. should get where yeah. you need to be. So, yeah, I remember Patrick Cassidy called me in his office once, and he was like, uh, "Chris, do you want to get good at Aikido?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Okay, then quit resisting everything on on when you take Ukimi." And I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Quit resisting." And I was, I was like, "Yeah, I had lots of excuses." I was like, "Oh, you know, my uke is like that, and like I'm really trying to resist." And they're seeing if they can do the technique. And he's like, "Yeah, well, if you want to get good at Aikido, stop all that. Just just go with everything. I want you to fall with everything." And I remember thinking, like, "What the hell? This is not martial, you know?" Right. But in that, I learned so much about Aikido. Like, I learned about being nage. I learned about being uke. I learned so much. Um, in just letting go of my preconceived bullshit, which was like, you know, I'm tough guy Chris who uh, who likes to um, resist all the techniques right, or whatever, right. you know. Right. Yeah, that's but, important. Yeah. All right, we're gonna leave it there. Thank you all for listening, and we'll be back next week. We'll see you guys see next, you next week. week.